The big question is this, how are real estate entrepreneurs like us who spend money from our own pockets to build a brand, generate leads, and deliver value to our clients, how do we do all of that and still earn our next million dollars in income? If you want proven secrets to get to your next million, keep listening. If you want it faster, go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. Welcome to the Kingston Lane Podcast. All right, I hope you guys are doing amazing. Today I want to talk about the seasons of business, the seasons of business. What do I mean by that? Uh, we hear all the time that uh, real estate markets and uh, you know specific price points or property types uh, or product types have certain seasonality issues uh, with the business. In other words, uh, you might be in a market that's a vacation rental market, right? Or a vacation owner market or second home market. And you know that the majority of your sales may come in the winter, depending on where you're at, or they may come during the summer or spring. And, uh, you know, so consequently, what happens when we start to look into these stats and uh, what the seasonality of the market is, uh, we tend to start acting accordingly, right? So here's what I mean by that. If we know that the majority of the homes are going to sell in March, April, May, because that's our seasonality in our market, what we typically find with real estate agents is they tend to work uh, as hard you know, is, is, is that season, meaning they're working much harder during those three months than they are the other part of the year. And then when the mindset sets in of, you know, October, November, December, January, where the, where the market is typically a little slower, their work ethic tends to follow that. And what happens is, uh, if you guys remember to a previous podcast, when I talk about the four phases of scale, that first phase of, of them just trying to manage their lifestyle, they tend to get stuck in that trap forever. Um, let me give you an example of, of, a, of a real life thing that happened uh, in, in a previous coaching life when an agent came into my schedule and they said, hey, you know, I've got a really unique situation. I'm in market X and, you know, 80% of the deals sell in like four months of the year. I said, cool. And I said, do you mind, you know, going a little deeper with that? And he, he said, yeah, like everybody buys home during these four months. That's it. That's, that's, if they're going to buy or sell a home, it's going to happen during this part of the year. So all the real estate agents, they really have to bust at this time. And if I don't get in, and just so you guys know, this was about four or five months before this busy time was going to happen. And he had hired me to basically, you know, prep him for the gear up and all that fun stuff, build some systems, advertising, all, all of those things, right? So I said, okay, do me a favor. Before we even start talking about anything, before we put together an action plan, before we put together anything whatsoever, I need two things from you. And he says, okay. And I said, number one, I want to know what your goal is. And he goes, well, those, for those four months, and I said, hold on, stop. I don't care about the four months for right now. I want to know what the annual income goal is, and you and I are going to work backwards from it. And I said, do, do myself a favor. Do me a favor and do yourself a favor. Excuse me. Don't come back to me with a small number. And he just kind of paused there. And he said, well, what's a small number? And I said, I don't know what a small number is. But if you look at it and you feel comfortable around the number, I'm probably not the right coach for you. And he said, okay, I'll do it. And I said, the second thing is, is I want you to pull the number of sales every single month. I want you to give me an Excel spreadsheet. And here's the numbers I want. I want how many homes were listed in January, how many homes were sold in January, how many homes were listed in February, how many homes were sold in February. And I want you to do that every single month, 12 months in a row, and I want you to give me two years of data. And he said, Steve, well, I, I mean, I can do that, but I can tell you, like, the majority of the market's going to happen in those four months. And I said, hey, I, listen, I totally understand. And, and I agree with you. you. You're most likely right because you're in your market. I'm not. But just in case and just for, for an analytical perspective over how we scale your business, 
I want you to come back to me with those numbers. So a week goes by, we get on another call together. This was a long time ago. And he says, okay, I've got my numbers and my goal is X. And it's funny when people tell you their goals. They, they, they really tend to show up on one or two sides of the fence. They show up very, very, very cautiously because they're worried about what you're going to say. Or they show up super, super, super ambitious. Like, this is it. I'm going to conquer the world. This is my goal. It's rarely are people in between, right? And it's really funny to, to kind of look about this and or look at this. This could be any goal, period, right? This could be a, a weight loss goal. It could be a financial goal. It could be a debt goal. It could be a family goal. It could be anything. People tend to show up very cautious or very ambitious. Rarely are they in between. So he gives me the goal. And in this case, he's very cautious about it. And he goes, you know, I, I sat down and I thought about this and I, and, I, and I analyzed and I agonized and I lost sleep. And, you know, this was really the number that, that I came down to. And I said, let me ask you a simple question. And this is a yes or no question. And he says, okay. And I said, is this goal representative of what you think is likely because of the market or because of what you want to achieve in your business? And he couldn't answer the question. You see, what, what I think most people do when they sit down and they goal plan is they, that, that whole like mentality of like what's likely and what's possible and, and you know, I don't want to be too overzealous about this and look, I sold 40 homes last year, so is, is, is 50, which would be like a 20% increase, is that, is that a good enough number? You know, what's realistic, what's likely? And they start getting super analytical. The winners, and I shouldn't say the winners, the winners is a weird term. The, the ones who truly achieve scale, they don't pay attention to what they've done. They only pay attention to what they're going to do. And you should write that down. They don't pay attention to what they've done, although success does leave clues, right? What they're more focused on is what they're going to do, what they're committed to do. Because I'm a firm believer, guys, because I've been on both sides of this fence. I've been an agent who's only sold 15 homes a year, and I've been an agent that has run a team that has sold almost 500 homes a year, right? I've seen both sides of it. And look, I got to tell you, the teams that are selling 500 homes a year, they're not selling 500 because the year before they had to sell 400. They, they're selling 500 because somebody on the team, the operator, the team leader, the team members, somebody made the commitment of, hey, the, the activities that we're doing right now are netting the results we're getting. So if we want different results, we have to do different activities. Now, can you go from 15 homes to 500 homes in a year? Well, the truthful answer is yes, you can. The, 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 the even more truthful answer in, in, in above that is it takes a massive shift of movement planning and operations to make that happen. It's not impossible, right? It's just, it's, it's a total 180 degree turnaround of a business and I have seen it happen before. So we reverse engineered the goal and I said, hey, let's throw that out. Let's, what does your family need? Where do you wanna live? What's the net worth look like? You know, tell me the materialistic things. How much debt do we need to pay down? And it's funny because when we really got into the analytics of life, not the analytics of the real estate market, the goal totally changed, right? And I'll, and I'll tell you that again, the analytics of life, not the analytics of the real estate market. Because too many people think like, oh my gosh, well, the market dives 50%. So guess what? My income should clearly dive 50%. And I'm here to tell you, it's not the case. It's rarely the case. And it's only the case if your subconscious tells you so. So part one, he gave me the goal. He's super cautious about it. He held his goal hostage to what the market was going to do and consequently kept his earning potential low. So we fixed that. Here's part two. He gave me the numbers. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. This was like literally six years ago or so. And, uh, but it was something, and he was right, right? The four months of the year, it was a noticeable difference in uh, what was selling versus what wasn't selling. But here's what happened. And, and I'm going to be relatively close to these numbers, but don't quote me on them. I think he was averaging about 100 sales a month 
uh, in all the markets, and then May, June, July, August, or, or maybe it was March, April, May, June, one of those four months, a little uh, a late spring season, it jumped up to like 470 uh, sales a month. So it was, I mean, it was, it was a pretty, good, pretty big difference. All, all in all, I think year over year, the market was averaging 3,900 sales or so. And I said, okay, I said, here, here's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to look at the market and we're no longer going to pay attention to when the sales happen. We know that on, on, during the year, somehow or another, 3,500, 3,400, whatever the number is, sales are going to happen this year. And he said, okay, that's, that totally makes sense. And I said, so how many sales are really going to happen? And he said, well, 30, you know, 500 or whatever the number was. And I said, no, actually 7,000 commission checks are going to be given out this year. And he, he goes, yeah, that's right, because there's a buy side and a sell side. So I said, exactly. So, you know, your nice goal that we reverse engineered was 114 transactions. So I said, really, you have to transition your thinking and not, not you know, start being so held hostage to, you know, all the business happens in this four months to what you need to be thinking now is, hey, 7,000 commission checks this year are going to be given out. How do I get my 114 out of this? And I said, when you think about that, do you think uh, about the business a little bit different? He goes, I, I totally do. And I said, now, look, we could totally stress ourselves out and do 25 a month for four months and not work the rest of the year. I mean, if that's what you want to do and you want to take eight months off and you think that you can sustain business growth doing that, I can give you the plan to make that happen, right? I don't know that it's going to be the most fun journey and it's going to be the most stress-free journey in the world, but if that's what you want to do because your brain literally will not let go of the fact that all the business happens in four months, I'm totally okay doing that. However, I think you're going to emotionally, physically, and from a relationship perspective, pay the price for that mentality. And he paused there for a second. He said, Steve, my relationship has been struggling with that mentality for the past 10 years. And I've never thought about that ever before. Right? And he said that, hey, when things are calm, my wife and I just tend to do X, Y, and Z. When they're hectic, I just kind of check out of life. And, it, and it's worn on the relationship big time. And I said, okay, so even for that reason alone, we should probably stick to a bigger plan, yes or no. And I think the real question I ask him is, do you, you, know, do you want to stay married or is this an easy way to get out? Kind of sarcastic. And he goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul and you know, she deserves better, right? So here's what this is all boiling down to. I started the podcast by telling you that uh, most people amend their business practices based on the cycle of real estate or the cycle of the year or the cycle of the market or, you know, investment space, second home space, whatever that is, right? I'm, I'm encouraging you. It's easy when business is going good, right? Um, it's easy when tons of homes are selling. It's easy to take a listing in a market where everything's selling in three days. That's easy business, right? But the winners understand how to make it easy when the market's challenging, so I'd ask yourself a question right now. There's two things right now. Number one, do you have the self-discipline and the work ethic to work just as hard in a challenging market as you do an easy market, right? Because when money's easier, we tend to work a little harder to, to, to get ahead, right? So do you have the self-discipline to, to do the same things you do in an easy market and a hard market? And number two, do you find yourself struggling? Uh, you know, does your work ethic mirror the, I don't want to say the work ethic of the market, but the, the velocity or the movement of the market, do you find yourself working accordingly? If you do, I'd suggest strongly sitting down. Just you know, don't get technology on this. Don't start getting in the MLS. Just say, hey, look, you know what? This is a small month. In, in December, I know that 145 homes are going to sell, which means almost 300 commission checks are going to be given out, uh, which are, are 10 a day in the month of December when, quote, unquote, nobody works. And coincidentally, if my wife were on this, she would tell you that every home we've ever bought, and it, I didn't plan it this way, every single home we bought, we bought in December. No idea why that happened. Maybe, I, who knows? I, I should go back and try to figure out what the uh, 
common uh, traits were there. But uh, anyway, I'd, I'd write down on a piece of paper, hey, look, it's easy to win when everybody's winning around me. But when everybody else is quitting, when it goes down from 400 sales a month down to 125, what's my action plan then? Right? What's my action plan then? When you look at that, I think you'll, you'll find that your business will, will dramatically stabilize and it, it will become predictable and scalable at that point. If you're only selling a ton of homes certain parts of the year, I got news for you. You're never, I shouldn't say never, that's a bad word. Scratch that from, from your memory. As they would say in court, right? The jury is not allowed to use that for evidence. Um, when, you, when your work ethic mirrors the market, you're, you, and I almost said never again, it's going to be very hard to achieve scale. Very hard because your brain's going to go through these ups and downs. And uh, look, it doesn't matter how big of a machine you are. It's tough to do that, right? So two things. What will it take for you to get super ambitious around your goal and make sure your work ethic doesn't match the market velocity, okay? My name's Steve Olson. Any questions, clearly reach out to us. We'd love to help. Self-discipline, don't match the market. I'll talk to you on the next one. Do you want more real estate secrets? Then go get all our best kept secrets that agents around the world are using to win more listings, grow their teams, and make a fortune every single day. Go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. That's kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets.